If you would, take your Bibles. What a time of worship we have had this morning. Praise God for every ounce of it. I don't know if you didn't suck it in. Well, you just lost out. You just keep on coming, though, all right? We're going to turn in uh, Nehemiah chapter number 4. But I want to read Galatians chapter number 6, verse 9. So you're finding your place and standing. Galatians 6, verse 9 says this, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Today, no doubt, across the house there are some that may be discouraged. There may be some down and out. But I thank God there's a God, the God in heaven, who's here to take care of your needs, here to take care of your problems, to lift you up when you're down. To know that you're not so far out, not so far in the hole that He can't pull you out. Listen, this morning in the book of Nehemiah, God has placed us in a place. I thought with all my heart we'd be in Matthew chapter number 5. You say, what's there? I don't know, we're not going there this morning. God placed us in Nehemiah chapter 4 because somebody needs it. Probably all of us this morning, amen? So let's see, let's dig in and see what God's got for us, that we would stick to the stuff, that we would stay strong. Nehemiah chapter number 4, verses 7 through 10. But it came to pass that when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth and conspired all of them to together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. That's going to happen. Verse 9. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. And Judah said, The strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed, and there is much rubbish, so that we are not able to build the wall. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father God, I thank you for this day that you've given us. God, the truth is none of us are worthy to experience it. It's by your grace that we're in your house. God, it's by your grace that I know we've been able to worship and praise you. God, by your grace we've been able to read your precious word. God, I know without any doubt there, God, we're a people in need. God, some experience this time of year, God, in great discouragement. God, not feeling their best. But God, I pray, God, that you touch them this morning. God, that you show each and every one of us, God, we're not far from it. But God, we can be delivered from it. God, I ask today that you touch us. God, in a mighty way. God, that we not leave this place the way we came in this morning. God, a breath of yours, God, upon this place. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. When the strength is decayed, when the strength is decayed, can I tell you, how, you know, Brother Melvin asked how many were saved. I didn't look, but probably just about every hand came up 
Maybe some came up and you were going along with it because you didn't want to stand out, and that's okay for right now. But can I tell you, you can be saved. You don't have to wait till the invitation time. You can be saved now. You can be saved today. I'll remind you of what Jesus told Zacchaeus. Today I must go and abide in your house. Can I tell you, it's today that Christ is calling us to be closer to Him. For some, that is for salvation. For some of that, that's a closer walk. But I believe today there are some that are living in great discouragement. And we find in the Word of God, we find a people, a, the people of God who are following God, they're being obedient. You do realize that they were rebuilding the wall because they were given the authority to do so. And there's many of you here today, you believe you're right where God has you to be. You're doing exactly what God's called you to do. Yet you find yourself in discouragement. Yet you find yourself weary. Can I tell you today that you are not alone. You're not the first to experience that. You're not the first to go through that. And, and today, the truth be told, there's probably several across the house today. And if you can't admit that that's where you are, and maybe you're not there. Maybe you're on the mountaintop today. Can I tell you, there will be a day, child of God, that it's not your best day. That you're not feeling your best. That everything is not hunky-dory. That everything's not just joyous. Uh, some of you may have not felt the Spirit of God move in some time. I ask you today, why don't you just let go and let God move in your heart? We're going to examine, we're going to examine where the people of God are in weariness and discouragement. Uh, some of you, it's uh, some of you, it's not even because of um, the victory that you've been in and come out of. How many of you know victory is great? Come on. Victory is great. We love to win, don't we? But how many times after we've won and we come out of it, we're attacked? I mean, let's, let's be real today, folks. We're, we're all in this lifeboat together, correct? Yes, and how many times do we have victories and we win? And it's not only in your personal life, but maybe in your family or maybe in the life of the church, right? We'll have great victories. We'll see God do amazing things and we'll be praising Him and thanking Him for it. And the next thing we know, we're slapped in the face. Why is that? Because we have an enemy today, folks. And the reality is our enemy is not each other, but the enemy is our adversary, the devil. And we see that through the passage of Scripture today. It's not a question if we'll be attacked. We will be attacked. We will be attacked. And the sooner that we realize that, the sooner we get on with serving God and being faithful to the things of God, we'll experience victory in our lives. That's truth today, folks. And we're going to see that through the life of God's people right here. Uh, understand, uh, here are the people of God that are discouraged. Guess what? That doesn't eliminate us, does it? Well, not if we're the people of God. That's a guarantee that we're going to go through it as well. Right? We're going to go through it as well as the people of God. Maybe it's the society we live in that has brought us weariness. There's a busyness about us today. Folks, we, we can't keep up where we're going and how we're going and how we're going to get there. Huh? And for a lot of us, it is, it's got us down and it's got us out. There's times I've had to stop and say, what am I actually doing? 
Where am I actually going? And we're in a season. I mean, it's already busy. I mean, just name a month. It's a busy month, right? There's something going on all the time, right? And yes, it may be good stuff. I mean, we see them here in, in rebuilding the wall, that it's a good thing. It's right where they need to be, but yet they find themselves discouraged. Maybe it is society today. Maybe it's the busyness today that's got you down. Why? Because you can't handle everything you've got to take care of. See, I can preach that because I've been there. Yes. I told somebody just the other day, and I don't even you might be here today, I don't even know, but I told them, I said, sometimes you just got to hit that reset button. Hey, I got to get back to the beginning. I got to get back to the foundation of what God's called me to do. You see, we can run around doing a lot of great things, but if it's not what God's called us to do, folks, then we're out of it. We're disobedient towards God. God will not bless. God will not bless. But we find here the people of God right where they're supposed to be, doing exactly what they're supposed to be. And this is a lesson for us today. I believe God gives us warnings throughout His Word for daily living. For daily living. Watch what takes place here. How, uh, who is it that's discouraged? It's Judah. Look with me in verse number 10. The Word of God says this, And Judah said, The strength of the bearers of burden is decayed, and there is much rubbish. Now here it is, if you know anything about Judah, this is a strong line. If you don't believe it, this is the line from which came our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is a tough line. This is a strong line. And you might say, well, what's the implication or what's the meaning behind that? See, if you just read it, it doesn't really do anything for you. But if you know who they are and you know the fact that the very strongest people of God can be down, the very strongest people of God can be discouraged, folks, then you need to realize we're not alone. We're not alone. And no matter how high on the mountaintop we get, we can still have weariness. Yes, we can still be heavy laden. We can still be in a place where things don't make sense. That's a reality. The very strongest people of God, not immune to the things of this world. What did they say? Essentially, it can't be done. What do you mean, preacher? I mean, there's some people here today who are saying it can't be done. It can't be done. But can I tell you today, when our eyes are on Christ, that's when it can be done. I want you to see today what exactly happens with Judah. Well, number one, why? Why were they so down? Why were they so out? Why did they have upon their lips that they couldn't do it? Well, the Bible tells us exactly this. Preacher, why would we go over these? Why, why would we do this? See, the Bible commentaries itself. Why would we go through these things and this discouragement that Judah has? Because they're the same things we go through. Look with me. Number one, what does Judah go through. Number one, they are opposed. 
They are opposed. You say, preacher, what what do you mean they're opposed? And how is it that we're opposed? Listen, you try to do things for God and God's called you to do them, you will be opposed. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. But buckle up, it's going to happen. You see, today I believe God's preparing us not to have pity parties, but to be faithful to Him. To be faithful to Him. Verse number 1, we see that they are opposed. Verse number 1, But it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. Mocked the Jews. Listen, you you can be busy about the, the business of the Lord. Going along, doing, and everything's going well, and you better believe it, there's going to be somebody come along to oppose it. There's going to be somebody that comes along and mocks what you're doing. I can't tell you how many times I've been in circles and people laugh and they think it's a joke that we have service on Sunday night. I wasn't even going to go here. But it's the very truth of where we live today. Can I tell you, I am proud. And I thank God that we can assemble ourselves in the house of God on Sunday night. Now that's just one aspect. But living our lives for Christ, we're going to be ridiculed. We're going to be opposed. What does it say that they did in verse 1? They mocked them. They mocked them. And can I tell you, child of God, too many times we're willing to pack it up because we're mocked. Huh? We're willing to close our Bibles and not bring them back out because we're mocked. Can I tell you that has to stop? God's looking for people who will stand upon His promises. Stand upon His promises. Look here, not only are they uh, not only opposed, but they are ridiculed. Look at verse 2 and 3. And He spake before His brethren in the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burnt? Now Tobiah the Ammonite by him, and he said, Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall break down their stone wall. Now you say, that's just kind of badgering right there. But can I tell you, that's discouraging. That's discouraging. To make a joke out of what God's called them to do. Can I tell you, we've got to get to a point where we're not worried about what people think. And and certainly what people say. Folks, we've got to make up our mind as the body of Christ. I told you, this may just be a warning for us today. I don't know what God is doing. I don't know. Maybe you need the encouragement to just stay at it today. To not give in. To not back up. But to keep going. To keep going. God is looking for an army, folks. An army who will serve Him. But here they are. They're opposed. They're ridiculed. And if that wasn't bad enough, then guess what? There's conspiracy. Where is that at? Well, look on further down with me. Look at, uh, look at verses number 7 and number 8, the beginning of our text as I read. But it came to pass, and when San, uh, Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth. They're upset. They're mad. The things of God are going to cause a little friction. Matter of fact, go ahead and start talking about Jesus and see the friction that comes. Verse number 8, And conspired all of them together to come and to 
fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. So here not only are they being uh, talked about, not only are they being ridiculed, not only being opposed, but now guess what? They've taken it to a whole nother level and they're going to fight against them. Boy, if it ain't depressing enough. Boy, here I am trying to follow God, trying to do my very best, try to mind my own business and do what God's called me to do. And here they come. Here they come to fight against me. Folks, we need to be ready for the fight. You say, God is love. What do you mean He would have us to fight? You better believe He would have us to fight, folks. Why do you think He gives us the armor? We're going to see that in Scripture today. Some of us need to realize there is armor, and then we need to realize we can put it on. That we can put it on. They were conspired against. Can I tell you that's just like the old devil himself? What do you mean? Where's the tie there? Because he's conspiring against you, folks. He's sinking whom he may devour. You see, it's you that he wants today. You say, he can't have me, I'm saved. No, but he can discourage you. Huh? He can kill your testimony. He can stop you in your tracks if you allow him to. If you allow him to. And don't, don't think that he's not real. I, I really do truly believe, I, I said it Wednesday night to those that were here, I really truly believe that there are folks that come in and they sit in the pews and they have no idea. He is real. He is battling. He does want you. He does want your home. He does want your kids. And he does want the church, folks. We need to live this life with our eyes open. Our eyes open. But if it's not enough here that they're being opposed, that they're being ridiculed, that they're being conspired against, hey, it goes even further. Even their own people don't believe they can do it. Huh? What are you talking about, preacher? Well, look at verse number 12. This might just be for you and me today. Look at here. And it came to pass that when the Jews which dwelt by them came, they said unto us ten times, From all places whence she rather turn unto us, they will be upon you. Boy, that's an encouraging word, ain't it? Huh? You're going to be attacked. They're going to come after you. I mean, just think, Brother Jamie, if I went up to you and all I've got is a discouraging word. Hey, you know they don't agree with you. Hey, you know they're, they're scheming against you. You know they're laughing and mocking at you. You know they're going to attack you. Boy, that'll make you feel really good, won't it? Can I tell you for the child of God today, God help us to be positive. God help us to be an encourager for one another. The love of Christ should, listen, the love of Christ should just spill out of us. People shouldn't have to wonder who lives in us. I mean, hands went across the house that you were saved today. I wonder, do you live like it? Are you an encourager or a discourager? You say, wait a minute, we're sitting at Southside Baptist Church. Surely there's not a discourager here. Oh, God help us. God help us. I have caught my own self being a discourager. Oh, my goodness. Look at your faces. Huh? But you see, when we're real, you could say the same thing. Hmm? 
The love of God must flow from us, folks. And it's not going to happen buying into and believing everything the devil is saying on your shoulder. Because he's whispering in your ear, you better believe it. He wants you to buy that propaganda. He wants you to do that. But, but I tell you, we don't have to take it. We don't have to take it. We can actually take a lesson from chapter number 4. So here we are. We find them tired. We find them frustrated. And we find them failing. Sounds like our lives sometimes. Hmm? Failing. Ready to give up. And ready for everybody. <laughs> Listen, you know those people that's waiting on you to throw in the towel? Huh? There's people taking bets that you're going to quit. Yes. That's what they want to see. But can I tell you, it don't have to be. Child, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make it to glory. Living a miserable life. Anybody with me today? I mean, I don't want to get to glory. God say, you know what? You had all of this before you and you lived a miserable life. Folks, this life is short. We've got a short time period. What are we doing with it? What are we doing with it? I think we can take a lesson. I think we can take a lesson from Nehemiah. Look at what you do in this condition. Are you ready? This will help somebody. So you, you take notes and jot these down. Look at what Nehemiah tells us. Number one begins in verse number 13. Therefore set I in the lower places behind the wall. And on the higher places, I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. What does he do? Number one, he set and armed his people. What do you mean today, preacher? It's time that we arm up, folks. What did I just say earlier? It's time that we break out the armor of God. It's about time we put the shield of faith over our households. It's about time, listen, it's about time we take our sword and not let it collect dust, but we use it against the devil. We're in a battle, folks, and either we'll fight or we'll fall to the wayside. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. I ask you, what will we do? What does he do? He set and armed the people. Should we fight? We should never question that. We need to be in the fight. We need to be in the fight. Therefore set I in the lower places behind the wall and on the higher places. I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. We're going to get to it. But did you notice he mentioned specifically families? Families. Families. I ask you today to consider the condition of your home. Your home. Preacher, you are meddling in my house. No, I'm not, but God is. What's the condition of your home? Number two, what does he do? He reminded his people. Look at the first part of verse number 14. So not only did he arm them and set them. Verse 14, And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Now it's good not to be afraid. But can I tell you here, there's a reason they don't have to be afraid. What does he say? Remember the Lord. 
Remember the Lord. There's some people in here today, listen, you need to remember the Lord. You need to remember. Listen, you said earlier that you were saved. You need to remember that you're saved. You need to remember where God brought you from. You know, a lot of times we can't have victory because we don't remember victory. A lot of times we don't have victory because we don't go back and see where God brought us from. How many of you know we get comfort? We get comfortable, don't we? Yes. And the next thing you know, we're going through the motions and we forgot everything God's done. I'm talking about me. I'm serious today, folks. We need to be real before Almighty God. You see, we didn't come into this place today to just to sing some great hymns and have a great time and, and rejoice that we're saved. Something needs to change in our life. God wants to do a work in us. But He can't do it if we don't allow Him to. I ask you, what needs to change in your life? Some of you so discouraged, you'd rather just end it all. You tell me that ain't so. I don't believe it. Do y'all realize how skyrocketing suicide is? I was just talking to somebody this week in the school system. And they said that the suicide packs are back on with our kids. Yes. And thank God, in many cases, they've been able to get there to stop it. But folks, it's a reality. And I ask you, what are we doing about it? People need Jesus. People need Jesus, folks. Our lives have got to be right before Almighty God. If you're in discouragement, you've got to look to Christ. What does he do? He set and armed his people. He reminded his people. What does he do? Number three, he stirred his people. Some of us need to be stirred up today. Hmm? And he went to the core. Look what he says in the second part of verse number 14. Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord which is greater, great and terrible. And what does he say? And fight for your brethren, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your houses. You say, wait a minute, that was, to, that was for Nehemiah and them. No, that's for you and I today. That's for you and I today. See, God is looking for some people who's going to step up. You see, anybody can go through the motions in your household. Can we just be serious today? I mean, let, let me, I'm just, this will help you today. He's telling somebody to stop playing games. To get right before Almighty God. Why? Because you can. Because you can. Folks, time is running out. We ain't got a lot of time left. And playing games isn't going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. Too many people are getting run slap over today because they're going through the motions. He set, he reminded, he stirred. Fight for your brethren. Fight for your home. Fight for your family. What will we do today? Number four. Look at what he tells them to do in verse 15. And it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us and God had brought their counsel to naught that we returned all of us to the wall, every one unto his work. You know what God's saying today? Get back to work. Don't quit. Don't quit. You know, if we really saw just how good God is and how great God is, we wouldn't even want to quit to begin with. But you know the truth today is, you know when we get in that state is when we take our eyes off of the Lord. 
You see, we can say that we don't. I'm not sure. You can tell me that. You can tell the person sitting. You can tell your spouse that. But can you tell God that? Can you tell God that? The moment that we take our eyes off the Lord, discouragement's on the way. Folks, you can't look at both. You can try, but you can't. Am I beating you up today for being discouraged? Absolutely not. I've had times in my life where I didn't even want to live. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Don't you live the same life I do? Don't you wake up and have a bad day? Huh? And sometimes don't you think it'd be better in glory? Sure you do, but you're not there yet. And we've got to quit having a pity party, step up, stand up, and live for God. That's what He's calling us to do. Folks, you know where victory is? When our eyes are on the Lord. When our eyes are on the Lord. Verse 15, don't quit, return to the wall. Hold on to the promises of God. I read Galatians 6, 9. What, I'll remind you again, in due season we shall reap. But we cannot faint, folks. We cannot give up. There's no victory in giving up. There's no victory in giving up. But standing firm to what God has given us. You say, what has He given us? A book full of promises. A book full of promises. I don't know about you, but I believe every one of them. Number five. Look down with me at verses 19 and 20. And I said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, the work is great and large. And we are separated upon the wall one far from another. In what place therefore ye hear the sound of the trumpet? Resort ye thither unto us. Our God shall fight for us. Now see, we notice that last part right there. And it's good. Y'all know that last part is good, right? That God is going to fight for us. What a promise that is, right? And we can get all excited about the fact that God is going to fight for us. But did you notice what happens before that? Huh? What happens before that? Did y'all catch that there's a trumpet? Did you catch that there's an assembling together? See, people ask me, you know, they'll say, well, why is church so important? Why is coming so important? Why is being together so important? Because we fight the battle together, folks. How can you fight alone? Listen, it's when the sheep gets away from the fold. Guess that the devil's ready to go on the attack. And too many are being slaughtered. You say, that's a harsh thing to say. It's the truth. It's the truth. Yes, he will fight for us, but we ought to want to come together. We ought to want to be together, folks. How can you fight alone? You cannot fight alone. Not very well. Not very well. It was no accident that they would be called together to fight. We need one another. Listen, and I don't... I don't know where you are today. I don't know what's going on in your mind or going on in your heart. Some of you, you, listen, you hold stuff in. You say, how do you know that, preacher? Because I've been there. And you're battling things that nobody knows about. What are you saying, preacher? I ought to just go tell everybody my problems? I didn't say that. But you ought to open up enough. 
to be able to ask to be prayed for. Trying to do it alone doesn't work. And when you isolate yourself, you say, who are you talking about? Nobody look around. Thank God nobody is looking around. Who's God talking to? You. You. When we isolate ourselves, guess what we do? We give the devil an opportunity. We give the devil an opportunity. What did Nehemiah tell him? We're going to assemble together. Why? Because we're going to fight together. And who's going to win the battle? <laughs> who's going to win the fight? God will win the fight for us. We must battle together. It's not a doubt that God wants to use you. Did you hear me? Preacher, what in the world are you talking about? Some of you don't realize that today. You have no clue that God wants to use you and do something with your life. It could be that you don't know that because you don't even know Him personally. You can't know somebody you don't know. Huh? You can know a name all day long. I know who the president is, but I don't know him. Hmm? And a lot of people today are walking around saying, Oh yeah, God, I've heard of him. Yeah, I know who that is. But they're so far from a relationship with him. Can I tell you today, it might be for you today that you just be serious with God and be saved. I thank God for a young lady that Wednesday night stayed after and received Christ. Hmm? I'm so glad I serve a God who's still in the saving business. But let's go a step further than that. I'm so glad to know I serve a God who brings victory. You see, many times we forget that no matter what we're going through, that God's never lost a battle. Hmm? Y'all have heard me say that before. I'm reminding you again, God has never lost a battle. The problem is we lose because we don't give it to Him to fight. We'd rather sit on the sideline and we'll struggle and we'll toil and we'll work so hard and we'll fall down. And we'll get up and fight and we'll fall down. And we'll get up and fight. Anybody ever been there? I've been there so many times, I'm like, Lord, where are you at? And he's just looking at me, when are you going to give it to me? I've been ready to take care of it the whole entire time. I wonder today, what is your fight? What's your fight? What's bringing you down today? We've all got problems. Hello. We all got concerns. We call them concerns. You know what concerns are? Worry. Worry. I used to call myself the chief of worries. I ain't going to do it no more. Hmm? Why? Because I can give it to him. I want to ask you today with heads bowed and eyes closed. I wonder today, do you know the God I'm talking about? You see, because he's the God. He's powerful. And he's mighty. And he's ready to save. He's ready to save. But not only is he ready to save, but he's ready to get right in the middle of our business.
I thank God He wants to get right in the middle of our business. And to know that we can go to Him. <laughs> Praise God, we can take it to Him and we can leave it right there with Him. I wonder today, what's got you down? What needs to be taken to the altar today? You say, preacher, i got to go to the altar. No, you can pray right there in your seat. But I wonder, will you give it to Him? Will you surrender it to Him? Heavenly Father, God, God, I know You know what we need, God. God, I know it's no accident. God, that we're right where we are. So God, I pray that God, now under the authority of Your Word, God, that people step out in faith. God, trust You wholly, God. God, whether it be for salvation... God, whether it be trust, knowing that you've got it under control. God, knowing we can hand it over to you. God, I pray today we act. God, and not sit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.